Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So the Fed just released this mysterious report. I don't know if you guys have heard this yet, but you've got to check this out. And I think this may explain why Jerome Powell just pivoted. And we've got to remember that that is a big, big deal. Not only is it a 180-degree turn from higher for longer, higher for longer, higher for longer, then whoop, all of a sudden, oh, yeah, sorry, we're going to go ahead and cut rates at a minimum, minimum of three times in 2024. That's the one. That's a huge 180. But you've got to think about that through the lens of Jerome Powell from a standpoint of psychology. Look, if you're 67 years old or however old he is, you know that this is your last hurrah. And this is how history is going to remember you. So do you want history to remember you as Arthur Burns or Paul Volcker? Easy question, right? But think, think about it again. Put yourself in his shoes. If you create a recession, not that I don't want to give the Fed that much power, but let's just assume that that's how the market perceives it. Let's say we have this huge hard landing that's similar to the dot-com or, or even like a GFC type thing. You know that, yeah, you caused a lot of economic pain, but history is going to remember you like Paul Volcker. Or let's say another scenario would be that you bring down inflation and the recession isn't as severe. They're still going to remember you like Paul Volcker. So by tightening too, uh, too much or by keeping it higher for longer, there is no downside for Jerome Powell. Absolutely no downside as far as how history is going to remember him. So you've got to ask yourself, understanding that, what, how bad would it have to be right now in order for Jerome Powell to pivot like he did the other day. To answer that question, let's get right into this mysterious report. This is the infamous beige book. The Fed releases this eight times a year, and they just came out with their recent report, November 29th, which of course was before Jerome Powell came out the other day and made his announcement. So I think this could be playing a huge role in that decision-making process, or at the very least, it's something we got to consider. Now, I talked about this on the whiteboard video that's going to go live tonight, so you guys got to check that out. And Snyder was talking about this as well. So he was talking about this, uh, about the Beige Book's recent reference to commercial real estate. So I'd highly suggest watching that video. But when I read this report, it, it wasn't just commercial real estate that kind of jumped off the page at me. It was also unemployment, and it was the summaries from all of the, the local Federal Reserve banks, the 12 banks that make up that system. So let, let's go down into this report, and you'll see exactly what I'm referring to. So first, and let's just use their words so we can be as accurate as possible. Right here, what is the beige book? The Beige Book is a Federal Reserve System publication about current economic conditions across the 12 Federal Reserve districts. It characterizes regional economic conditions and prospects based on a variety of mostly qualitative information gathered directly from each district's sources. So basically, it's kind of boots on the ground intel from all these 12 districts, and that goes to Jerome Powell. And this is part of what he uses 
or his decision-making process. So now let's go down to the executive summary, the national summary, they call it. And just the overall economic activity, the very first thing and the very first sentence. On balance, economic activity slowed since the previous report. Now let's jump down one more paragraph. Labor markets. Now, you guys know this from watching my videos, but from, for those of you who are new to the channel, the Fed hyper-focuses on something called the Phillips curve. And this is this supposed inverse relationship between, the, uh, between inflation and the unemployment rate. So as the unemployment rate goes down, inflation goes up. So if you want to bring inflation down, then you got to bring the unemployment rate up. But what all, what's also interesting is if you look at unemployment, let's check this out. So this is the unemployment rate, again, from the Fed's website, the FRED site. And anything really, you notice anything right off the bat here? Hopefully, you're looking at each one of these shaded lines, and you see that during or right before each one of these shaded lines going all the way back to 1950, this blue line starts to go up. And of course, this blue line represents what? The unemployment rate. And if you, if you really look hard, you can see what it has done recently. It's gone up. So if you're Jerome Powell and you're hyper-focused on the Phillips curve, you're looking at this and you realize that every single time we go into a recession, hard landing, unemployment rate starts to notch up. Now, there are times when it notches up and we don't have a recession. But remember, we also don't have an inverted yield curve like we have right now. So show me a time here when the curve was inverted by 125 basis points, meaning the delta between Fed funds, the overnight rate, and the 10-year. And when we had unemployment start to ratchet up. If you can pick out a time, I will also show you that a recession follows it, <laughs> or a recession uh, precedes it. This precedes a recession, hard landing, crash, crisis, whatever you want to call it. And we see the exact same thing playing out right now. I would argue to a greater degree because I was kind of, I was almost half joking when I said, find me an inversion that's this big where unemployment rate, uh, where the unemployment rate started to go up because you go back and, and look at all of these inversions, you're going to be hard pressed to find one uh, other than maybe the, the 1980s where the inversion was this extreme. And on a percentage basis, this one is unprecedented, meaning that you could go back to the 80s or the late 70s maybe and see an inversion that's over 125 basis points, but interest rates were 18%, for heaven's sakes. So now the total inversion relative to Fed funds is a, without a shadow of a doubt, at an all-time high. There's not even a close second place. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Ceresna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, 
Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. So Powell's looking at the unemployment rate starting to go up. He's looking at the inversion. And even if he's not paying attention to the yield curve, they are paying attention to the one curve that they explicitly say they pay attention to, which is their view of what's most important, and that's the near-term forward spread. Let's not forget that's something that's massively inverted. So going back to the beige book, you've got to put your kind of Jerome Powell hat on and look at this next paragraph. Demand for labor continues to ease, or the Phillips curve. As most districts reported flat to modest increases in overall employment, the majority of districts reported that more applicants were available. So there's, although they're uh, seeing modest increases, they're starting to see the tide really turn. The majority of districts reported that more applicants were available, and several noted that retention improved as well. So why would retention improve? because the employees themselves know that it's going to be much harder to get a job if they quit, so they stay put. Now let's look at some of the highlights from the Federal Reserve Districts. Now, I'm not going to read each one of these little summaries, but you'll get the gist by me just reading the first sentence. Check this out. Boston, economic activity was flat or down slightly. New York, regional economic activity continued to weaken. Philadelphia, business activity continued to decline. St. Louis, economic activity has slowed. Cleveland, the district's economic, excuse me, the district's economy contracted. Minneapolis, district's economic activity was down. I could go on and on and on. There were a couple shining stars here, like Richmond said that it just grew slightly. So they didn't mention any decreases or anything like that. But the majority of them, I would say 10 out of the 12, were just like New York, where they said that economic activity had weakened, declined, slowed, etc. So when you look at this beige book, when you look at what's happening with the labor market, when you look at what's happening with the curves, and you combine that with commercial real estate, and all the things that we talk about on this channel, honestly, it comes as no surprise. I, I shouldn't say that. To me, it still comes as a surprise that Jerome Powell pivoted because of that psychological component and his legacy that we talked about at the beginning of this video, where he wants to be remembered as Paul Volcker. And look, if he has a hard landing, we go into a, a recession or an economic depression, he's still made out to be the hero. Because just like Paul Volcker, they're going to say Jerome Powell had the balls to do what was very difficult. And that was take the United States into a massive recession to break the back of inflation. So without the psychological component, his decision doesn't surprise me at all. When you layer on the psychological component, it surprises me and just leads to, quite frankly, more questions that, okay, if the beige book is this bad, if everything else is this bad... But he still comes out smelling like roses if we have a hard landing. What other things are out there that we're not seeing 
that would lead Jerome Powell to believe that it's worth risking history remembering him as Arthur Burns to go ahead and pivot right now. That's the homework that we need to dive into. That's the research we need to do. Those are the conclusions. Those are the questions we need answers to. But I think any conclusion that you come to has to lead you to the base case that 2024 is going to be a hard landing and the yield curve, once again, is correct. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. 